Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the session, a basketball podcast. I'm your host with the most, Ben, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Omar Shabir. Omar, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Ben. I am doing very good, actually. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I think very is the right way of putting it. But you know what? There's something I want to I want to ask you. What? Why did uh, in our intro? Why did you say uh, a basketball podcast? Well, it's because that's what we. I mean, that's what we are, aren't we? Isn't but, a session like a basketball podcast, Apple podcast? It's we. That's what it's titled as. So. But but if we call ourselves a basketball podcast, why is it that this is our first episode? since the basketball season started and and we recorded seven episodes leading up to the start of the season i think we are the greatest if not the well only um basketball off-season basketball podcast i think that's a great way of we we killed it those seven episodes money was coming in sponsors were coming in and then we're just like let's leave it all yo let's just move on go dave Chappelle, and just leave it and go to africa i was just about to bring it up we were at At the the top at the peak we were at the pinnacle of our career and we decided to to walk away from it all so you know what which is why we'd like to announce to everyone that we are now rebranding, and this is the session, a baseball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk baseball. And and what we'll do is we will only podcast about sports in the off season when there is no news, <laughs> because because that's what, we're clowns at the end of the day. That's what we are. Welcome to the session, a a baseball pod, podcast. I'm your co clown Ben, and I'm joined by another co clown Omar Shabir. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, yeah, I do feel sure. like we do owe. Uh, I do feel like we do a owe a little bit of a of an explanation slash sort of apology to the listeners. We have we have quite a few supportive, extremely supportive listeners who have been asking um, thousands and thousands of them emailing us individually, calling my phones. Like like, listen, man, I'm in Bangladesh, and these guys are just calling me and calling me. Like, where's the session? You know, where's episode eight or whatever episode that we're on? And yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't give them a response. So, what happened? Why did we take so long with so much going on in the NBA season? Why? Why now? What happened? Well, to make a long story short, we're clowns. We're clowns. <laughs> no, you are right. Okay, so a lot has happened, and I feel like our listeners, you know, they they deserve an update. So let's start with, we actually sat down to record episode eight right when we were supposed to send it off, but our audio equipment broke. Yes. Also, we switched studios, so our acoustics were pretty bad in the new studio, my parents' basement. Um, when I say it like that, it doesn't sound so Yeah, impressive. I was going to say, like, you didn't have to say your parents' basement. Like, uh, <laughs> I prefer just calling this the session studio. We have a logo here. Yes, we, we have will post that to Instagram. Yeah. Acoustic panels. Yeah. We have two couches. I'm looking right at you. We've got the mic setups with mic stands. I'm sitting with my legs crossed. I shouldn't have said that either. Um, <laughs> And I am comfortable. I'm feeling very Joe Budden-like right now. And I am loving everything about the studio right now. I'm so comfortable. We have a fridge that we can stock with food, with drinks. I'm still very thirsty and hungry, but uh, thank you for... <laughs> well, we can stock it. I didn't say it was stocked. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, between the acoustic troubles in the new studio and our equipment going down, 
We had some technical difficulties, to say the least, but we are back up and running. We have made the capital investments required to keep this going for many, many years to come or until we get sick of each other and stop being friends. Which will be another three days. At the three days top. So, you know what? At least you get one episode out of us before <laughs> before we call it a day. But, Omar, I know that a lot has happened between, you know, like both of us. We've done a lot of things together. Yeah. But more specifically, hey, you got Twitter famous. Yes. You got yes. Twitter famous, I, buddy. For, you got two whole retweets. What happened? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, and um, I don't know why you wouldn't know because I was viral, but I went viral and I went viral on the best kind of Twitter, sports Twitter. So I tweeted and this was, God, it feels like a lifetime ago. You know, when you're this famous, mm. it feels like a lifetime ago. But Mosh Dillard, brother. <laughs> so this was after the Joel Embiid Carl, Carl Anthony Towns fight. And that fight ended with Ben Simmons taking Carl Anthony Towns to the ground, putting him in a chokehold, and making Cat tap out, leading to that infamous picture <laughs> of Cat just b- fist balled up, slamming on the ground because he's tapping out. And and I tweeted about how Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons have amazing chemistry because of that incident, and. Sixers Twitter found that tweet and they ran with it. I think in the end it was something like 200 plus likes or something like that. And it was it was crazy. And and the best part about it was Minnesota Timberwolves Twitter found the tweet. Mm. <laughs> and that's, I was that's the best. And I was quote tweeted and called a clown and a fool. And those tweets went viral on Minnesota Twitter. So and then of course, look, you have so many people from Minnesota hating you. Yes, that must make you feel terrible. Of right? course, it took it all out of me. But honestly, this was the best because I had it was perfect balance. On the one hand, I was getting so much love and affection from Sixers Twitter. And on the other hand, I was getting hated and ridiculed by Timberwolves Twitter. And the universe was in perfect balance. (laughs) That's how it should be. You know, that also um, makes me want to ask you about your blog. So I know that you started a blog recently as well. Yes, yes. Um, Myself, personally, I haven't read it. I don't plan on doing so. (laughs) You're actually the worst (laughs) best friend ever. But I do want to ask you about it. So, like, uh, after um, after you went viral, did you get a chance to plug it? Did you, you know, like, use that fame of yours to do it, to do anything with it? Or did you just, like, oh, punching the air because Minnesota hates me? Like, what happened? <laughs> no, so I've always found it funny when people do, like, you know, a tweet goes viral and then they will they'll reply to it. They'll reply and drop their SoundCloud in it. Be like, oh, yeah, while you're here, check it while out. While you're here. Yeah, while you're here, all that, check it out. But I didn't want to do anything like that. You know, I, I was kind of nonchalant with the fame. You know, 200 likes, what is that? That's every day for me. That's an everyday thing, That's an everyday for me, you know? It's like 10 times the number of followers I have. (laughs) (laughs) So I did start a blog. I started a blog. It's called... Late second round. Uh, it's you can find it at latesecondround.com. Uh, I'm still working on the website. Uh, it's kind of hard when you're colorblind trying to design all this stuff. But thank I'm you. sure a lot of things are. But <laughs> yes, yes, a lot of things are. But uh, it's it's going uh, it's going well. I so I have one post on it there, I, and I just wanted an outlet, a platform really that would allow me to communicate my thoughts in a more coherent, longer form way than Twitter or this podcast allows me to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Twitter and I love firing off the best takes. And that's great for short form. And the podcast is great too, because I have Ben here who can engage and draw things out of me. But sometimes I'd like to just sit down to my thoughts and get it on paper and put it out there. And it's not really 
something that I guess I'm actively marketing that well or or anything like that. But I it's more kind of for more for myself in a in a sense. It's a kind of therapy where it's like yeah. I have these thoughts in my head, these ideas that I want to explore, and I kind of just want to put it down. And it's something I can come back to at a later date and just look at like, hey, I did that. It's something I put a time into. No, it makes sense. Like, so like, what's next with it though? Like, what kind of yeah. like topics you want to explore is it going to be just purely basketball i know you've been into other sports as well yeah um how do you exactly like how are you approaching this blog exactly so so the first post that i had was about joel Embiid because he's amazing and it was uh it was an ode to him but an I, ode to joel Embiid. yeah of course you are the funniest clown i've ever met <laughs> well I, I, that's a compliment that's a, if a clown is. is funny there you it go is. that's a compliment but I would like it to stay like, you know, in that general basketball theme. But I w- at the same time, I would like all of my pieces to kind of have a takeaway, something higher level that people can connect to kind of outside of basketball. I, and and we might get into this uh, when we start talking, uh, talking more hoops in, in the pod itself. But one of the things that's been kind of on my mind is when is it OK to give up and, and the topic around that? And, and I want to frame that discussion in the scope of the Chicago Bulls, because they have had a very, <laughs> very disappointing season. And it's a couple of the players that I was very high on did not or have not performed today. And I and I kind of want to have that have that discussion um, on paper about when is it OK to to give up? When can you walk away and not feel like you're, you know, quitting on your team or your people? And that's and I feel like that's a topic that people can kind of connect to outside of just sports and yeah. outside of just something like that so that's the kind of direction that i wanted to take with the blog no that's awesome man i mean like keep it up yeah um i can't say i'll read it but i definitely <laughs> do appreciate what you're doing with it so no that's actually awesome like no like no boost like keep keep Thanks, that up man. it's actually awesome um i think something else that's new with the both of us yeah. or something that we've done was uh, we went to montreal yes we did right we went to montreal, we went for, to a bachelor montreal trip. for a bachelor party shout out wasi um so yeah we did wasi batch in montreal and that was a ton of fun yeah you missed out on the road uh on the road trip which was actually like driving to montreal so i went with your brother and and ace and izzy and all that and we actually had a podcast so there's another secret episode um episode negative zero zero one that it (laughs) was the same thing as zero zero oh wait no negative i'm sorry you're colorblind and you are i don't know anything hmm Hmm. Continue. We we can edit this out. I'm gonna edit it out. Don't worry. So uh, we had um, uh, a podcast that we were recording there too, full of interrogations and deepest and darkest secrets. Nothing basketball related. We talked about LeBron for half a second and then we moved on. <laughs> but no, it was a ton of fun. I, I mean, like you have no idea how much FOMO I had. So for context, these guys left uh, Friday during the day for a weekend in Montreal. Uh, Ali, Ace, Izzy, and uh, obviously Ben. Um, I wasn't, I was supposed to be in that car and I was in that car on the way back, but I had my graduation ceremony for my master's degree on Saturday in Waterloo. So I had to, because my parents wouldn't let me skip that. They really wanted to go to one of my ceremonies at least because they didn't come to my undergrad. So I, we went to my graduation ceremony Saturday and then right from there, I flew to Montreal. So I took a flight from Toronto to Montreal and then I drove with these guys on the way back. But for anyone who's been on like long distance road trips, though Montreal's not that far, but anyone who's been on these road trips, the drive there is always more fun it's, than the drive back. It's the best. Because everyone's so exhausted on the drive on the drive back, but on the drive there, it's like it's night, but everyone's so awake, they're hyped to get there. And I have so much FOMO 
so much music was being played, so many wrong lyrics were being rapped and sang. You were responsible for all the wrong <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> we were going to, going on Costco runs for muffins. Yeah. Man, Montreal was actually so cool. I love going there all the time. More specifically in winter, though. Yeah. I love Montreal in the winter because it's just so, like... It's so European and it's so just Christmassy. I just feel such Christmas vibes in Montreal. Old, I don't know old, why. Old Montreal definitely has. Yeah, we went a lot like what? Twenty fifteen was was that when we went? Twenty fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, we were yeah. right at like the core of downtown. Yeah, right. It was great. It was so cool going to Montreal. So I'm glad we got the chance to go. We had Montreal bagels. We had um, that bagel shop was so, and they were was so less cheap. Than a dollar. I had a Tim Hortons bagel yesterday and I was disgusted because I spent so much money <laughs> and it was not very good. And I just thought back to that Montreal bagel. I'm like, for this money, I could have gotten three bagels Yeah, from that shop. No, for sure. It was cheaper. It was better. And, um, you know, like the way they speak is funny and it's just like everything. Put <laughs> Come <together>. on, man. <laughs> it's a different language. <laughs> and uh, we got to see Essence as well. The only um, Essence within like what the entire world. So, so uh, let everyone know what is Essence because I had no Essence, idea till I walked in. Essence is basically this like uh, online store for um, high, high, high brands. Okay, so like Montclair, Gucci, um, all of these like top brands, Off White, whatever, whatever. It Urban is. Planet, <laughs> of course, and Old Navy and Gap and Winners go. and Kirkland and everything is there. Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> so. So we were like we were uh, we were really curious to see like what what it's about. Considering it's the only store we had to go, um, we go inside. Right, this is when we're returning back from Montreal. Okay, and um, we go inside Essence, and it's very very like you know, lights are a little bit dim. The aesthetic is nice. You're looking around. We're in our sweatpants. We're in our ripped t-shirts. Yeah, we definitely don't fit the theme. No. But we, they were we still were, very nice. Do you remember they were, that? They were so nice. So nice. To us. They were nicer than they should have been. Yeah. I wouldn't have been that nice to myself if I walked into a place looking the way One I did. One jacket there was worth more than everything that any of us were wearing at but that time. But what was crazy was, uh, <laughs> I think it was you that had mentioned this. We were walking around Essence and it was around like, uh, we were looking at the boots or something like that. And then you're kind of like, <laughs> you're kind of like looking, you're like fidgeting around the shoe. You're just like looking around like, huh, I wonder, uh, I wonder how much the shoe is. Yeah. No, 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 not essence. If you need to ask how much the yep. how much something is in essence, you don't deserve that's to wear. That's the rule. That's, that's the that, rule. That's the rule. If you need to So ask, you're, yeah, that's you're not looking the at store. a boot like underneath like, "Huh, is it where's the price?" Where's the where's the price? I'm looking for numbers. I'm opening these jackets up, you know, the, the, class, jackets. the classic, you know, unzip the jacket looking at like, where's where's this tag and and that's when it hit me, you know, if you need to ask how much it is, it's you can't afford it. That and and that truer words are never spoken. I have a rule when it comes to when it comes to uh especially clothing stores but it can be applied to any store the more floor space that's open in the store the more expensive that store is gonna be if you walk yes. into like urban planet for example it is packed you you are you are being compressed by every rack you can't breathe yeah. you need to hold your breath as you walk in between these two racks because <laughs> there's no room for you to walk <laughs> and there's clothes everywhere or h&ms to to an extent like that as international well. clothiers Inter international yeah you know when you buy one suit you get the entire store for free they're, you know they're going out of business you know you get the whole store for free but then you walk into you walk into like 
okay, you walk into Zara and all of a sudden, you know, there's a, there's a bit more space, you know, Banana Republic, uh, tables start moving further and further back and you're like, okay, uh, what absolute space I, I can extend my arms almost all the way now when I walk and then you there moving. aren't sweaty people all around yeah. me. <laughs> and then you walk into like Harry Rosen or something and all of a sudden there's a lot of space and then you walk into stores like Essence and there's each rack has like three articles of clothing and there's only two racks on the floor or something like that. And you're like, oh. Okay, I'm beginning to think that it's not the store itself, but you just as a person, because Harry Rosen, like, there's still a lot of people, like, people there and they're taking up space. I just think when you go there, people just go as far away as they can. You know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, when Will Smith is just at an empty house, that meme, we're just looking around, like, where is everybody? That was me and Essence. That's you and Essence. Like, how much do these boots cost? Okay. For the record, I didn't mean people. I meant the actual displays (laughs) on the racks, but now you had to go out there. (laughs) (laughs) You had to bring it up. People don't like me. I get it. Hey, Omar. Hey, Omar. Just on the side note, I miss this, man. Yeah? This was You miss making fun of me? (laughs) Well, I didn't miss it one bit. I hope you know that. Uh, but but Montreal was a great experience. I'm glad we went to we went to Essence and and for real, the people. If anyone gets a chance to go, it's it's kind of an old it's an old Montreal. It's right by um, what's the uh, what's that church called? The Ooh, I don't uh, I don't remember. I just know it's old Montreal. Yeah, and, the Notre something. Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. and um, Notre. <laughs> I didn't Boy. say I was cultured. Boy, why are you rhyming with Frank Sinatra? <laughs> um, the Notre Dame. Uh, and everyone was super nice there. And they have a really cool, um, on the on the top they floor, they have a cafe there. And the design was so dope. It's like all modern, concrete um, interior design. And it was just unreal. Um, but Montreal was, was a, was an interesting experience to say the least. I feel like <laughs> I was only there for one night that I flew in for and, uh, you flew in for, yeah, you flew in for, you saw the fireworks, man. You yeah. saw everything happen. You know, just people just nowhere to be found. People sleeping all over the place and other people's beds, you know, just yes, all, people sleeping on other people's beds, all and, kinds of, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, yeah. uh, shout out to Wasi, you know, he was on episode uh, six, I think it was, yeah, but, it was. uh, shout out to Wasi, you know? <laughs> Oh man! All right, what else? What else has been going on? Tra- Speaking of travel, yes. you have been to the mecca of basketball. Yes, 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 have. sir. Yes, sir. I went to New York. Yes, New York was insane, man. Uh, I went early November. Okay, um, went to see someone special. Okay, so I went to New York, and uh, I mean, I'm right so, here. But, uh, yeah, I'm. I don't like seeing you, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was so much that we that we did, man. Uh, I was there for like four. Four days and three nights. Okay. Okay. It was very, very like, uh, it was a lot of things going on. Like we did a bunch. It didn't feel like it though, but we did a bunch like yeah. from day to day to day. Um, I got there around like 730-ish and we went to this digital art museum. I think it's called like the Arctic House or something like that. Okay. Very cool. Um, it's basically like an entire an entire museum of just digital art. So you get to see like it was like different frames of New York. And then it, it morphs into the Statue of Liberty, into like the Rockefeller Center. Into, into Jay-Z. Into, <laughs> you got Mellow. You got Mellow there. You got Hope. You know. You know shut up. What else? You know, you got 50, you got 50 Cent. Rockefeller Center into Jay-Z. 
you know, all, all these New York icons. <laughs> you know you got what? Dollar though? Slice Pizza. You know what? Oh, speaking of Dollar Slice Pizza, we went to Joe's Pizza. Okay. And that's where, um, in, you know you know the movie Spider-Man? You, you probably don't know Spider-Man. <laughs> Which Spider-Man? Man said, you know the movie Spider-Man. <laughs> Boy, it's a franchise that's been going on for like 20 years. Spider-Man Uno, the original. Okay. Uh, so they went to Joe's Pizza. And so that's where we went as well for pizza. Yeah. And it's like the stint, it's like it's so big and wide and you it's gotta fold so the slice, good yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah i actually had to ask first i didn't know what was proper new york etiquette because i was kind of worried yeah um so you can fold it yeah. just so everybody is aware and it tasted so good mama mia it was so good yeah. i loved it I, I have a list of pizza places in new york that i because i'm super into making pizza like from scratch and that got me I've watched all these kinds of pizza videos and I kind of have like a list going of like, okay, if I ever go to New York or sorry, when I go to New York, these are the pizza places that I have when to When you go hit to up. New York. When I go to New York, Ooh. these are the pizza places that I have to hit up. Culture, lifestyle. When I went in 2015, I went with my, uh, with my cousins whom I love very much. And I always thought Toronto, New York is the exact same thing. I see no difference at all. Yeah. Right. But when I went to New York this time, I don't know if it was because I just if, I don't know what what uh, about it was so different, but New York is different. the 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 way the people are, the lifestyle of New York is actually so different in in uh, compared to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And you notice it right when you get there. You go on the subways. There's like eighty million different lines. It's so overwhelming. I don't I, I don't understand it. I don't think I ever will. You see the rats the size of your head. <laughs> you know, um, it's, and I have a pretty big you head. Yeah. huge, and they're just around the subways and they're just chilling. Like, oh damn, it's. Carmelo Anthony, like, what's going on? You They're know wearing, I mean? like, tiny rat Tims going, like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm walking what do you want? here. I'm walking here. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> so we ba- we basically did a lot of, like, the touristy stuff. Yeah. Uh, we went to the vessel. Like, it's, like, this observation deck. It is beautiful because you get to see New Jersey. And who doesn't want to see New Jersey? Shout out to Chief Keith. You know? Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey is such a beautiful and grand place. Everybody wants to see it. But the vessel was actually really, really cool. We went to uh, the top of the rock. Um, which is like, uh, oh, the Highline before that actually, which is like this walkway, a bunch of different people. And yeah. There's so many different like observations. What's that, what's decks that driving range for golf? I think I saw it on your story or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So, so uh, it's cool. All right? these basketball players go there anytime hey, they're in New York. I, I found that. I, I found that myself. I did it myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Don't tell me about it. All right. So we went to the Chelsea market. Okay. I uh, had tacos there. By the way, beef tacos are better than chicken tacos. That's just my. No, no, no. Opposite. Chicken tacos are better than beef tacos. Yeah, but, you're um, wrong, but okay. Are you okay? We'll talk about that later. Uh, but at the same time, we um, I found this like driving range um, for golf, right? Yeah, and you're basically it's like two or three uh, different um, levels. Yeah, and you have a golf club and you're just swinging it. The view is beautiful, Omar. It was around sunset time the uh, the time that we had gone, and you're literally just swinging the golf club. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going full Tarzan And that's like right, right on the river too, right? Right on the river, yeah, man. It's you so see, cool. You see like this beautiful like uh, boat, right? You see the sunset and you're just trying to just, you know, you're just messing around. I'm hacking at it. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But, you know, I pretend. Charles Barkley swing? <laughs> Charles Barkley swing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that as well. That's so but cool. Kind of like moving on. I don't want to spend too much time, even though I love talking about it. Uh, Sunday, uh, while we were at the top of the rock. Okay. Um, we actually had the opportunity to go to uh, the John Oliver show. Okay. So do you know who John Oliver is? Yeah, he's that guy with the accent. Okay. See, when you say "gay," yeah, 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 I know you very well, and it seems like you have no idea who John. No, Oliver No, he's the guy with the is. accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, the, yeah. the talk show guy. Every, you know, I always get so excited telling people about this about like, oh, I saw John Oliver. I do like, 
oh, who's that? Matt, come on. How do you not know John Hall? Anyways, he is a guy with an accent. Um, and we got to see like a live show because in New York, if you just book tickets in advance, you get to be part of the studio audience. So I was a part of the studio audience. Did, did you get the camera ever focused on you? or, or What's that? Did you get the camera ever focused on you or anything like that? Um, I really hope does, not because my mom doesn't exactly <laughs> does, know. Does, uh, does John Oliver engage with his audience? Like, like Hassan Minaj kind of like sometimes like, you know, starts talking to them and like the camera will go to them, I think. Or yeah, like dude, that. I uh, I actually had a good conversation with John Oliver. Just no, like a Q&A session. Yeah. Because if you had a conversation with him, he'd kick you up. No, show. he actually invited me. Uh, that's why the podcast wasn't running for so long. I was actually helping him out with the John. Uh, so you're cheating on tonight. me. You're cheating on me with it with I a different dude with an accent. I brought that up. Yeah, with a different accent guy. But I did, I did. There, there was a Q and A session, and we were just kind of going back and forth, talking a bit. It was, it was so good, man. Just like it's so surreal because when you watch the show as much as I do, and then you're actually there in the studio audience. So like, holy crap, I'm here right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, oh my god, that was so cool. Went to Times Square after, and you've, you've got to go to Times Square. You see some shows. Everybody does the same show. Like you know exactly what they're gonna say, how they're gonna say it. Yeah, it's very, very. Um, it's the same sort of thing over and over again. You know what I mean? That's dope. So overall, man, New York was great. But you know what that also reminds me of? What's that? The New York Knicks. I don't know why you'd want to remember those. <laughs> the Knicks. The Knicks, man. Come on. So R.J. Barrett. I don't. I don't know if you have you've you've seen the quote yet because it happened just tonight. But um, speaking of R.J., uh, Richard uh, Jefferson is a the former player is now a uh, commentator for the uh, Nets so the Nets are playing the Knicks tonight I believe and in that they're talking about the Knicks and RJ says yeah I knew it was time to retire when the only team that offered me a contract was the Knicks oh my god he's like he's like the Knicks offered me a contract no other team reached out and that's when I knew you know I'd rather I'd rather retire than play for the Knicks. I'd rather become a broadcaster for the Nets than than play for the Knicks. And that's the state of the franchise. So I remember really wanting uh, when initially was uh, planning on going to New York. I wanted to go to the Madison Square Garden just to take a photo. Yeah. But then I sort of thought about it. I'm like, hmm, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't. There's dude. No, it's the it's the mecca of basketball. The mecca of basketball. You got mellow. You got Stoudemire. Oh, you got you, you, you got you get uh, RJ Barrett, <laughs> Mississauga boy, and I feel terrible for him. By the way, uh, I don't think he's going to develop nearly as much as he can yeah. in New York than other places because it's clear Morris is out here swinging on everybody. <laughs> he's fighting everyone he's and everything. Such an unnecessary player. I think that's the best word to describe him. <laughs> that's so in, rude. In, in all aspects, in his <laughs> aggressiveness, in how good he is, because he's not bad. It's like, but you're just unnecessarily. Why are you like this on this team? That's the thing. It's like there's no need for you. Why are you like this? Why are you punching people? Why are you scoring? Why like, are you punching people? Why are you scoring like 23 a night or whatever? Like we, like he's not bad. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's just unnecessary. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think that's actually a good summary. I think that's actually a very good summary of just Morris in general. But there's been so many times and instances where, like, you see RJ Barrett literally wide open. Yeah. And they're just just not passing to the guy. Yeah. You know, like, it's Julius Randle as well. Like, they're focused on their own stats. They're focused on themselves. RJ Barrett is not going to develop into the player. However you may feel about him. You yeah. know, like, he's just not going to get to that stage in his career. 
um, with the Knicks, and it's tragic to see. The Knicks are so cursed. So uh, that comes down to a lot of things. One, whatever like locker room dynamic might exist between RJ and those other guys, but I don't know these people personally, and I brought it up before, so I hate harping on stuff like that. I'm sure RJ Barrett's a great guy, and, and people, if they don't like him, that's their own thing. Two, you have on the New York Knicks a bunch of guys on one- or two-year deals um, that are trying to prove themselves, that were given a lot of money and are given an opportunity to play because their coach actually plays these old guys. So they're out here trying to prove themselves. They don't want to pass to RJ Barrett. They don't want the offense to try to run through him or anything like that. So those guys are going to, of course, try to, like, they're in it for themselves, trying to trying to get a, get that next contract. And that's really hard for a rookie to try to, like, insert yourself in as a coach and as an organization. If this is the player you're drafting and you want this to be the future of your franchise, you need to surround him with people that can get him to that next level, that yeah. enable him. People that are willing to take that secondary role and not step up all the time. But they, it was so funny to me because of how trash the Knicks are. They decided <laughs> to come together, come as one, as a collective, to make sure, to make sure that they beat Christoph Porzingis. And that was hilarious yeah, to me. Yeah. They really came together to make sure Porzingis loses. It's the one thing that united them all. <laughs> <laughs> that hate for Porzingis. I know he's coming off an injury and all that, but uh, he's not really performing as well as I thought or yeah. expected. You know what I mean? Like, I thought Porzingis would be doing a little bit a little bit better than... He hasn't played basketball in a long yeah, time. Like, well, is it like... A year and a half, almost. This is pretty much that. Yeah, that's right. He hasn't played, so yeah, a year and a half. It's it's been a long time. So you know, he's got. I'm sure he's got a lot of rust. But it's. Um, I think it was your brother that asked me this question maybe six months ago or something, and he said, "Who would you rather? Uh, who, if you had to start a franchise, who would you rather start it with, Joel Embiid or Kristaps Porzingis?" And I picked Joel Embiid because I said that his deficiencies are a lot easier to supplement than than Kristaps Porzingis's deficiencies and i think like having someone like Luka on that team who's such a good playmaker who can find the right people at the right time it would be amazing if you could have a big man that was also able to pass like that cuz it just opens up from a court perspective your passing angles open up so so much cuz Luka can't hit every single person all the time with the pass right but if he can anchor it off Porzingis but Porzingis is not a good passer and he's he not a good passer out he of the isn't. post and that's something that he's been struggling with this year as well so I feel like that's like one of the deficiencies that like it's going to be interesting to see if he can even develop that in that system but man Luka? myself yeah and my fantasy team especially yeah loves Luca Don yo he is so good he is amazing we were like why is he getting 2k numbers and they're winning too. The Dallas Mavericks don't have a bad record. Yeah, yeah. They're they're in playoff contention. Like they are doing doing great right now. I think I had them for the playoffs this year. I think I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it's crazy to me how good he is. And I saw a quote recently by uh, uh, Gor- uh Goran Dragic. Yeah. And he said that you know like look out for this guy. All right. Like yeah. I think he said this two years ago, and he's just like. Luka Doncic is going to be the greatest player, one of the greatest players in the world. Yeah, I agree. And he's clearly showing it. This guy's insane, man. He's killing it right now. This Luka Doncic, like all draft scouts, general managers, and like boomers and stuff like that. that boomers. Make this, that make decisions on these teams. They need to stop putting so much credence into college basketball. Like Luka was the MVP of the Euro League at what, like 18 years old? 
and people were like, yeah, but what is he going to do against Duke? Like, let's, 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 <laughs> Duke. See, let's, let's see, let's see how he plays against Kansas. I don't know. Yeah. Like, but how about Duke? Yeah. <laughs> like people just put so much weight into college ball. And that's because the people that make these decisions and a lot of, uh, I guess people in America at least are really into college basketball and that's their primary means of evaluating a player. So when a, when a European player comes around and they're like, well, we haven't seen him in college basketball, so I don't really know. What is he going to do like when he faces real competition? Yeah. It's like, well, Luca's showing us what he's going to do when he faces real competition. 47 and like 14, and that's like a regular stat. Like He is buck wild yeah. with, the, with the stats that he's getting, and he's such a fun player to watch. It's so much fun watching Luca play. His favorite player is LeBron. Like It's, it's just great. Can... It's, it's just great, you know? So... Another thing that I wanted to ask you. Okay. You did mention uh, you predicted that the Mavs were going to be in the uh, in the playoffs. I believe so, yeah. So uh, un- years and years and years ago, we in our last episode or before that uh, for the podcast, we had season predictions, right? Yes, yes. I think, so, I, think I recall something like this. It was a way in pa- past, like back in the distance. I don't know when exactly it was, like yeah, 2007 you know, or something. No one needs to hear about those predictions. It's yeah. fine. It is, <laughs> no, sure. let's talk about it. No. All right, because, you know, look, we're kind of into the season now well a lot into the season um i wanted to ask about some of the things that you were right about and some of the things you were wrong about well i'm never really wrong you're wrong about everything (laughs) and anything uh i'll start with man i said steph curry was gonna be mvp i am distraught yes well Injuries, though, man. Injuries, like, the Warriors no. got destroyed. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what? We can still evaluate. I wouldn't give up on that in the sense that he's not going to win MVP. No. But let's see if he plays at an MVP but why level. But why would he play now? Why would he, What's any incentive to play now? Okay, a broken hand isn't going to keep him out an entire season. He'll be back in, I, like, I read a month a, and a half. You think so? Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah. I could have sworn I saw something like they're pl- not planning on playing Steph at all. So that report that came out, I'm forgetting the reporter's name. So he tweeted that out one morning, and he's like, yeah, you know, the Warriors will not play Steph. Yeah, Curry, that's, like that's that. what I know. Later that night, he tweeted. He's like, well, you know, I tweeted that out because what reason could they have for playing? He didn't actually have a source. He just thought about it. He's like... <laughs> He, he made it up. He, he's just like... He's and, I'm, for, and I'm the dummies yeah. that believe that. God, he's one of those it. guys. I'm forgetting his what name. What a boomer. Yeah. He's he, he's known for being like... I thought well, about it. Yeah, it's like, well, if you really think about it, come on, guys. What reason could they have for playing him? So, uh, Mr. Reporter, what's your source? Um, I thought about it. My thoughts. That's my source, stupid. Yeah, so... Okay, so okay. He'll, he'll he'll be back. You know, he'll have limited roles, lots of nights off, things like that. But, I, but we can still see if he can play at that level... And more importantly, how well he can play when he's surrounded by mediocre talent. Like, you know, a bunch of those no-name guys and D'Angelo Russell, these really mediocre guys. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, you know, these guys just playing for the next contract. (laughs) These guys playing for the next contract, you know, like... You know, I remember seeing something so funny. It was like the Mavericks playing against the Golden State Warriors. And yeah. the, the score was ridiculous. It was like <laughs> 150 to like 98 or something. Something yeah. crazy. They were, they were destroying them. And I was thinking to myself, like, yo, two, three years ago, like, can you imagine if I told you that the Dallas Mavericks would blow out the Golden State Warriors by like 52 points? It would. It just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so Things much have changed fun. so much, but it's so much fun. You're right. It's so much fun right now. Channing, Channing Fry, I follow him on Twitter. Great, great personality. This guy, he tweeted, um, 
I, I maybe after the Mavs game or another game that they're getting blown out, and he made a poll. He's like, guys, do you really enjoy watching the Warriors get blown out like mm-hmm. this? Come on, is it even fun? Every reply, yes, yes, yes. love it. Like, yes, love it. Give me more. And it, that's what it comes down to. I will never get bored of watching these guys get blown out. Never. I love it so much. You know who the Warriors need? Who? Mellow. <laughs> that's what they're missing. That's the missing piece. Well, you know, it's worked That's out so well. It's worked out so well for Portland. So, <laughs> first and foremost, shout out to Mello. You shout know out to Mello. All, 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 all jokes. <laughs> all jokes aside, you have given enough to this sport. You deserve a retirement tour. I'm happy you're getting to go out on your own terms in a way. It's not going to be on his own terms. No, it, it, his retirement tour is going to be three more games. Oh, you don't think he's going to? He's not making it till January. Man, they might do it just to sell tickets. <laughs> That team's that team. What are they gonna do? They got a team that got Hassan Whiteside in the offseason. Yeah, but dude, which Portland fan is gonna be like, I, Dad, I want to go to the game to watch Carmelo Anthony. Dude, they're Portland fans. They know they're not gonna win anything. Oh, fair facts. But you, did you seriously expect Portland to be this bad? I they're didn't expect terrible. them to be this. bad. I was wrong about that as well. Okay, I actually thought they were gonna be like top three. So I knew that they were not gonna be that high. A lot of people after. Portland made it to the Western Conference, West, Finals. Western Conference Finals. They were putting like too much stock into them. But like when you really think about it, it's like, man, that was like the weak half of the the, the division. Fair like, enough. It's like you had a pretty easy. Path, I expected I McCollum so. to do a lot better. Like, yeah. Throughout this throughout this season. And, and so you far. know Nurkic is out and, and stuff like that. But I was wrong on Portland. But I think I was less wrong than other people that had them really high. All right. To go back to your original point, things that I was. So this is something that I alluded to before. I was wrong about the Bulls. I st- stupidly put too much faith. Boylan. In, oh my God, Jim, the old head, the boomer, Jim Boylan, the 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 head coach of the Chicago Bulls. This guy. No, okay, wait, wait, okay. Can you? I always laugh when you tell me old head stories about Bo- uh, about Jim. Okay, Boylan. so okay. you've got to give you yeah. got to give me another so, one. So so this guy, he um <laughs> he likes football players. So Jim Boylan, he's not a good coach at all. This guy, he was hired. He was the assistant coach of the Bulls when Fred Hoiberg was fired. He got promoted up to head coach, and he was given a contract extension. I don't know why, but some reason, they decided to give him a contract extension. Anyways, this guy, he the Bulls had a couple injuries, and um, one of their young guys got uh, promoted into the starting lineup for this game. And Jim Boylan, when asked about uh, Shaq Harrison coming into the starting lineup, he said, uh, you know, Shaq's Shaq's solid guy. He's he's good. You know, he's in the weight room all the time. You know, I talked to our strength guys, and he's got top five records of all time when it comes to lifting and things like that. And, you know, <laughs> he played football. I like guys like that. <laughs> when, when asked why... That's the most a, boomer take ever. When asked why a player was in the starting lineup, he said... He, he likes football. He, played, he plays football. He played football. I like guys like that. That's so boomer. He, Jim, Jim Boylan... His did he make people do suicides in practice? Yes, or something? he's most notorious for doing full <laughs> Greg Popovich style yanks, where he'll sub out all five starters, hockey type substitutions, where they oh sub God. out all five players at the same time. He did this multiple times last year. This year, uh, he yanked a player, and um, uh, when asked about it, he's like, "I've never yanked a player in my life. I don't do that. I don't do that." Next time, he yanks a player. Like, oh the bulls, oh the bulls. Oh my God. yeah, I saw a funny video. Uh, so Zach Levine went off. Yes, right. So uh, shout out to Zach. Levine. Shout out to Zach Levine. The game before that, uh, he uh, Boylan was like 
shitting on um, Zach Levine. He yanked Zach Levine yanked three, like three minutes Levine. into the game. Three minutes into the so game. So Levine responds to that the next game, dropping 49 points. Get this, 13 threes out of 17 attempts. Tracy McGrady style at the end of the game. This 105 to 100. And it was, what, eight seconds left? I believe something like something that. Something like yeah. that. I watched the highlights so many times. He gets a three, right? Chicago steals the ball. He gets another three to win the game. Yeah. 106-105. Yeah. Unreal. And everybody's celebrating. The entire Bulls team is celebrating. Omar's punching the air. Everything is going <laughs> grand. Um, Boylan comes out of the bench to yeah. celebrate with the guys. And all the Bulls players completely ignore him. They look at him and walk away to celebrate with Levine. They don't Perfect. like that coach. No. They do they, not they like him. They hate him. They have, why, what reason would they have for liking him? He, well, Jim, <laughs> the worst thing... Okay, the... You are a coach. You are supposed to take accountability for your own actions. The thing I hate most about Jim Boylan, he always throws his players under the bus. He will always point out the reason why. Why did you lose? Well, you know, they had no heart out there. They had no toughness out there. You know, oh, he, I, he was weak on defense. He got pushed around and like things like that. He will never stand up for his players. He has been down on Markkanen for, since the beginning of the season. Lowry Markkanen, who I thought would be most improved oh, player, so who I was wrong about. Down on him only to reveal uh, six weeks into the season. Oh yeah, he's also injured. He has, <laughs> he, he has an ab. He's, he has an injury in his uh, in his abdominal muscle. Like ah, uh, well, you know that would be nice to know before everyone was kind of shitting on this player. It, you know, you should maybe put some stuff, put that stuff out there earlier. He always puts his players down, and and everyone. Boomers and old heads will look at Zach Levine's performance and be like, "Well, you know, that's just tough love." You know, Jim Boylan, he really showed it to him. He he brought that dog out in him. You know, and Zach Levine responded, "No, just there's no need to insult your players to begin with. Zach Levine is capable of doing that performance. You did not need to insult him or yank him three minutes of the game to do." But you know it. what? I like Jim Boylan. Oh, you of know? course you like him because you were such an old head. You know, like he uh, he he likes football and uh, he played football <laughs> in junior high, and I I like coaches like that. You know, like he makes those guys do suicides and sprints. Like that's how practices should be. If you're not willing to work hard, if you're not willing for me to call you a piece of trash to your face and yank you whenever I feel like it, you don't deserve to be on my starting line. And this coach was so bad within, I think it was his first week of becoming head coach last year. The Bulls team had a mutiny. They, <laughs> they, they refused that they had, they had a loss. Due to more, mainly due to poor coaching, they had a loss. And then the next day, Jim Bolin said, yeah, we're going to have a tough practice in the morning. I'm going to make them run suicides. <laughs> and the Bulls players refused to go to that practice. They make them run suicides. They weren't going to go to the practice. They weren't going to go. And then the, some of the Bulls players like Larry Markkinen and Robin Lopez last year had to step up saying, guys, it's unprofessional. You know, let's go together as a cohesive unit. So they went and they formed a leadership council. The Chicago Bulls have a leadership council where players players represent the team and they meet with the coach and say, you know what? This is how we're feeling, you know? Yo, I'm actually crying. This, I'm actually crying. Yo, what team has a leadership council? Oh, screw that. Dude, the guy's like, I didn't like the effort. I want to go high school teacher on them and make them run suicides. It's like when you don't, when your gym teacher catches you slacking a little bit and maybe you come late two, three times and now you're running suicide. That Bro, there's so videos funny. of him having push-up contests, contests <laughs> with the team. He is he is a high school football coach. That is the best. He is a high school. Yeah, he's the a high best school, way such to a high school. He's Jim a high school football coach. And and his level of basketball knowledge <sighs> is the level of a high school football coach as well. 
so in personality and in and in intelligence. So you mentioned that thing that you were wrong about. I want to okay. bring it back to me because I was right slash wrong about this. Okay? okay. So I was right in the sense that my team, by the way, still my team. I don't care where Russell Westbrook grows, goes. Okay. I don't even want him to win a ring with the Houston Rockets. I Whoa. still hate them. Um, but. I was right about the fact that the Oklahoma City Thunder would not have a great record. However, the way that they're playing is not reflective of their record. Does that make sense? They play amazing, man. Here's the thing I was wrong about, so I'll get into that. I'm not calling him CP0 anymore. I can't disrespect him. I love that guy. Chris Paul is so good. It all it took was like six weeks. I, I seriously, like, just watching him, it's the leadership that he has, that veteran leadership. Do you remember uh, we were talking about this in the podcast before, but that's what I was looking for. If he could be that uh, mentor, that leader, and he's so vocal about it. When you're watching the game, you see him, like, kind of mentoring others with uh, with Shea, who's, by the way, been playing amazing and so much fun to watch as well. Yeah. But the passing is on point. The defense is good, too. Steven Adams has not been doing well, though, and that's because... You know, he's been being fed by Russell Westbrook his entire life, like since yeah. he was a baby. So, you know, that's just not going to happen as much. But I still expected a lot more from him. Yeah, it makes him really overpaid then. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, Omar, his contract is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. But I guess, like, right now it doesn't matter because they're just swallowing money at this point. Like, they're, yeah. they're so, rebuilding some. Ex- but much, that's yeah. why it's so much fun to watch, Omar. Yeah. That no expectations, get, yeah. I don't get messages at Ben, at Ben, the Thunder's so good. Do, 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 do. I don't get those anymore. Like, it's I, peace I, of mind. I remember last year was so much fun. There were times when the Thunder slipped to ninth and 10th seed throughout the oh, season. Oh, brutal. And that was, it was just amazing. Brutal. I, I, my favorite thing would be, I would, I'd watch a lot of basketball. Sometimes I'd watch the OKC game. Sometimes I wouldn't even watch the game because I was watching something else. And I'd check at the end of the night before going to bed and I'd see that the OKC lost a game that they were supposed to win. And I would just send Ben a text like, ha 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 ha, all caps, just like three lines of that and nothing else, no context. And I knew he'd wake up first thing in the morning. Just look at his phone. Sigh. No, 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 no. You're, that's not even that bad. I remember one one time where I was inside, I think, I don't know what I was doing, uh, and you went out with uh, with Iman and like yeah. uh, some other people as well, some other some some other friends of ours. And um, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder lost a game or like a playoff game or something important, whatever. And um, I was just kind of inside, and then you messaged me saying, ha, 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 LOL. I'm like, okay, yeah, expect it, whatever. Now, Iman messages me, who doesn't watch basketball, and she's just like, LOL. However, it was like a, kind of like a regular LOL, right? Like a yeah. lowercase LOL, like whatever, yeah. it's not nothing too crazy. But then she messages me again, capital L-O-O-O-O-O-L. And I knew that this, you had something to do with that, and it was later confirmed. You literally told Iman, I'm like, no, 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 that's not enough. I told all everyone right? at the table, I'm like, guys, text Ben right now, okay, so he just lost LOL, and then they all said it, and then I looked over at her phone, I'm like, no, that's not enough, you gotta really you drive really home the point ju- make it caps but uh oh that was, yeah, that was brutal but uh mad gallinari so good as well yeah. gallinari and cp3 work work really really well together it's just a fun team to watch man. yeah i'm really enjoying the season so far no expectations you're building you know you're building the team you have no idea where robes is or what's going to happen with him that's still the nba's greatest mystery is yeah. uh, andre roberson which is tragic but 
That's it's no a different kind team, of man. joy when you're watching a team that you know, like you don't really have the expectations, and you're watching certain players develop. And I, it's something that I wish we could have had with the Bulls, but Jim Boylan just casts a shadow, a really, really large shadow over all of this. Like this was a team that I was supposed to enjoy. This was a team that I would enjoy <laughs> developing, and I don't enjoy watching Chicago Bulls games anymore. <laughs> It's taken the fun out of it. Like, thank you. You did it. You, you did it. You done did it, Jim. You did it, Jimbo. <laughs> Wait, I just took in Jim Boylan. Jim Bo- like, Jimbo is actually okay, what you can call You're him. a boober. Shut up. You're such All a right. boober. All right, Ben. Jimbo and Ben. Okay, yeah, come on. Yeah, you're, you're right. That's a, that's a boomer name. Bill. <laughs> Bill. Jimbo. Ben. Boomer <laughs> names. <laughs> man, uh... I'm, but yeah, I'm sorry about the Bulls, bad. But LeBron, year 17, year 17, getting 14 assists, right? You know, like he's he's averaging what 11 right now or what? Where, where's so, yeah, yeah, something so, like so, that, something right? Crazy like that, yeah. He's, I think he's actually gonna finish off uh, um, averaging a double double for the season. I definitely see him uh, uh, triple for, double or sorry, no, um, assist like oh, assist uh, 10, 10 plus. I, 10 I don't plus know if he's assist. gonna be getting the boards. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got Mickey, you got Howard, you got yeah, AD. Like I don't think he's yeah. gonna be getting the boards, but uh, with assists, I can see LeBron like really, really switching into that. And man, they are so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 such a fun team, LeBron. Is always someone was saying last night we were at a we were at a uh, at a dinner and someone was saying that LeBron's game isn't fun to watch and I just don't understand that because uh, he's that. he's so he just gets what he wants all the time whether it's driving whether it's the pass LeBron sees the pass seconds before it happens and he knows he's like if I drive here. This person's gonna collapse on me, and I can throw a clear line to this guy on 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 the wing or whatever it might be. And it's so much fun. He just he's, you know, it kind of happens like when you're watching a rookie or, or, or a player and a uh, player that's new to the league. Everything seems really fast for that player. Everything's like you need to remember your rotations. You need to remember the plays. It, the game is moving so fast, and they seem so confused. And after a few years, they start getting comfortable, and the term is the game slows down for them. LeBron is playing in slow-mo. Like, LeBron, the game is so slow for LeBron, he's clicking the next play. He knows exactly what's going to happen, and it's so much fun to watch. And him and AD, that connection is just great. You know what, though? Like, I think the unsung hero, um, Dwight Howard. The you the know, resurgence, the you know, renaissance. Like that, of, I think yeah. that's what I'm enjoying the, uh, about the Lakers the most is, yo, Dwight Howard is beyond the memes yeah and kelly uber <laughs> you like he's he is actually like he's a good dude and i really do want to see him succeed and i think he could do that in lakers and he's been doing great so far yeah he's he's he has accepted fighting. his role he's accepted his role yeah. he's getting those offensive boards right he's he's doing he's just doing really well man in the lakers you yeah. know it's um the term is like He's a safe pair of hands in the sense that you give him a role and you can like turn away and he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. You can trust him to get that stuff done. And that's that's good. That's what this team needs. And everyone playing their role, Jared Dudley being the glue guy, Dwight Howard, like defensive boards and stuff like that. Like this is good. This team is good. Like yeah. I was a little lower on the Lakers than everyone else was. I had them high, man. You, I had them you had them high. you had them high, and I kept thinking like, man, 
and I think it maybe even came up on the pod for a bit. I'm like, you know, who are their guards? How is this going to work? Like, I wasn't low on them by any means. I mean, yeah. I never dealt LeBron, but I I was wrong in that they really have exceeded They're my 14 and 2 as of right now. They have lost two games. This is the best start uh, to a season that LeBron has ever had. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Cleveland, Miami, you know, like he's, this is the best start that he's ever had. Yeah. So this Lakers squad, they're going for it. They're yes. going for it. They're going hard. It's going to be so much fun. You know, but uh, that battle of LA is going to be very, very fun. I mean, we're going to start seeing it with Paul George coming back, like yep. what this team really is about. And I don't know. I'm, I've gotten it kind of lower on the Clippers. Uh, same here. No, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think what I'm mostly worried about is... Um, well, first of all, like you've got to obviously figure out the clicking, right? Like we're gonna have a completely different discussion in January. Yeah. Post December or post Christmas game is when the NBA actually starts. Um, but yeah, like you've got to figure out like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, those are two um of the same positions. Yeah. How are you gonna make that work? And how are they really gonna click? You know, on paper it sounds amazing. Yeah. Defense, defense, defense. You got the rabid dog, Patrick Beverly, barking at Russell Westbrook, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but you've gotta really consider everything else which is actually playing together you know and how are they going to do that so i think that's going to be a very interesting development and it's going to be you know like crazy to follow because Kawhi leonard coming from the raptors where he was the guy they made plays around him like he was the yeah he, the man so he's hmm. taken more of a facilitator type role i know his assists are up and his he's yeah. not that good of a facilitator it, though. it's better than he's been last year because i like toronto needed him to be an iso scorer they needed that 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 ability from Kawhi leonard but i guess this la team doesn't need it quite as much but you're right. I mean, he's not the best, but he has been better at finding guys and, and things like that. But it, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see. It's like how they match up particularly against the Lakers because that is their, their biggest competition. Yeah. And and that's, I really want it to work out such that it's a Western Conference final. Same here. Match. I don't want that to be like a first round or second round thing. No, like, no, no, no. I no. need that to be a Western Conference final because it last year showed what happens when you have the big matchup like houston and golden state in like the second round and then it's like oh we're watching golden state and portland, portland. like yeah. great this a sweep okay get it out of the way let's start the next yeah, round kind exactly. of thing right it it needs to be structured in such a way where the best teams are are continuously facing each other deeper and deeper into the into the season yeah so i mean like again the clippers got scores and they have the defense but again it's all on paper so we just got to see development, man. We just yeah. got to see what goes on with it. Um, but the Western Conference is still just as stacked. Yeah. Even more even more so. Uh, Harden is absolutely insane as well. Right? So, overall, a lot a lot left uh, in the NBA season. I can't wait to revisit it. We'll see what happens in our next episode, which is going to be a year from now. Yeah. So... <laughs> so, you know, just keep this one on replay. You know, drive, drive, drive the numbers up. But hey, Omar. Yeah. I love this. This and I just was, want to say this was dearly missed. I love you. I I'm okay. Uh, I'm indifferent, uh, okay. I guess. Um, well, to wrap things up, I want to thank everybody for listening to the session, a basketball podcast. Well, we're off baseball. We're off baseball. Oh, we're all back kind, on basketball. I had all maybe. kinds of baseball takes. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the session ball. Yep. That is at the session ball. You can also follow us on Twitter at the session ball 
Uh, so make sure you support the podcast by leaving a rating, five stars only, nothing less. Yeah. Leave a comment. And uh, we're just going to continue, right, Omar? We've got nothing else to do. Do you have anything to do? Or... No. This is it, right? I mean, this is all we got going for this us. This is so. as good as it gets. So, so come on, you don't want to let us down. No, <laughs> no but, but in all seriousness, ben, Ben's right. You know, drop that, especially on uh, if you're listening on iTunes, leave that review. But, you know, if it's on a different platform, just make sure you subscribe to make sure these episodes come to you, whatever it's like Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, whatever you're listening on. Subscribe. Uh, that lets us know that you're consistently going to be tuning in. Helps us plan things, you know. Helps us get sponsorships, things like that. We're still kind of working on that, but you know, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, come we kind of thought that us going MIA would help out with the Calvin Klein sponsors, but uh, the underwear stuff. But it didn't. It didn't exactly work out. It's a it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. But thank you for listening, and from everyone here at the session, cheers. we will see you next week. <laughs> Farewell.